Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources. Glad to have you with us today. It's a beautiful afternoon. I'm Jason Perry at the Hinckley Institute of Politics. And I'm Morgan Lyoncotti, also with the Hinckley. I want to take a moment and introduce uh, our, our next guest, not just to our great viewers but uh, uh, and listeners here with us today, but someone who's connected to the University of Utah. I'm so happy to have a chance to work with. Dr. Marianne Villarreal is the Vice President for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion at the University of Utah. Dr. Villarreal, thank you for being with us. Jason and Morgan, thank you for having me. What a, a pleasure it is to join you today. Well, you're such a great colleague here at the University of Utah, and you have a big job. Uh, before we start talking about a couple of the items, because we want to know what's happening for Martin Luther King Day, from uh, from the peaceful marches to the events that are happening, uh, the University of Utah for sure, but in Salt Lake City and and further out. But maybe take a moment and, and talk about what your, your role is at the University of Utah in this particular office, what your charge is. Well, I um, was hired in uh, summer of 2019. Uh, I joined the uh, University of Utah community as the inaugural vice president for diversity, uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion. And, and my primary uh, role in that my first year was to grow a new division. Uh, two and a half years in, we have uh, an incredible team who um, have various areas from leadership with the new Leadership Academy um, to uh, research uh, so that we can both um, publish and uh, let the, the our communities and the nation know when we talk about doing EDI, what does that look like? How do we know it's working? How do we know what's not working? Uh, so we've we've grown into those spaces. We have some incredible um, student uh, cultural centers, um, and as uh, you know, uh, with uh, the uh, hoax of a bomb threat to our Black Cultural Center, much of my job is also about the care and tending to uh, the everyday harm that um, our some of our students feel. Uh, on not just on this campus, but uh, where they live and um, where they where, what we bring onto our campus. So, uh, working with you, working with our colleagues at Cabinet, always um, both leading strategy and uh, the practice of the everyday work is is part of this job. Well, it's a delicate balance, and I know you handle it very well. So, I appreciate you taking a second to talk about that. Okay, Monday. 
Okay. What's happening? Martin Luther King Day, Marianne. Well, let me say that um, at, here at the University of Utah, if I can talk about it in terms of the week, we've had the Martin Luther King Week is, is a legacy signature event to the University of Utah. So uh, for many of uh, your listeners, I hope it's no surprise that uh, we start uh, uh, with the Binion Center um, with a day of service on that Saturday. On that Saturday. Um, um, and then on Monday, uh, we have the MLK Day Rally in March, and I really encourage, um, given you know what we're what we're experiencing um, in our our country, that MLK Day Rally in March, and in the theme of becoming the beloved community, I invite everyone to join us uh, that day. It will start at East High and end at Kingsbury Hall. We're taking all precautions necessary around COVID uh, to keep everyone safe. Uh, but that week is filled um, with events um, where we have partners at the Marriott Library. Uh, we'll be talking about the Alberta Henry and uh, Black Life in Salt Lake. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Alberta Henry was a civil rights activist, but I know that many people in the Salt Lake community uh, knew of her. She served as president of the NAACP. Um, we have a, a, an exciting panel on Wednesday that week called uh, 2045 toward a more diverse future, uh, and we that, that panel is often um, will have uh, faculty and students and community members, uh, and often Hinkley Institute uh, is a great partner on our reframing the conversation, so thank you uh, for that. Uh, we're right now. We have two events that we're unsure about because uh, we're not. We're trying to figure out. Um, uh, one is the a movie, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, um, and it's in conduct, conjunction with Sundance. So uh, that one, I'm going to hold off on saying we, we're uncertain what the outcome of that one will be. Um, but if you want to learn more about our, our new uh, senior, our interim vice, uh, senior vice president, Martella Teasley, and our dean of the College of Law, they are um, hosting a book conversation uh, uh, with the book called Nice Racism, How Progressive White People Perpetuate Racial Harm. Um, and so we have a, a spectrum of events from the rally to um, the academic engagement or the intellectual, intellectual engagement of the week. Dr. Villarreal, when you're planning these events, and I know you're working with so many campus and community partners, but how, how do you plan these thinking about what is the goal? What are you really hoping people walk away from these events with? We bring, uh, thank you, Morgan. We, we bring together uh, a large committee across campus, and uh, we reflect on the year that we uh, normally, as the community comes together, is how do we how do we take the year we've experienced and think about the year we want to have in front of us? Um, and uh, this theme, uh, uh, becoming the beloved community, uh, becoming just in the context, like it's it is iterative. It's changing. It's we all have to be committed to it. Uh, and what does that mean, uh, the beloved community? So the the committee spends a great deal of time together. Um, really exploring uh, that commitment to to the theme as part of the reflection of of what what we've experienced and what we hope to take into the next. I think we lost you for just a second there, oh. Marianne. 
Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, well, that I really appreciated that. In, in our in our last uh, m- minute or so here, I'm just kind of curious uh, if if you can kind of g- give us in, in your in your mind what Dr. King's legacy is as we uh, participate in some of these events over the next several days and this week. What 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 would you say is his, his legacy, and what can we learn from that, that example here in Utah? Well, you know, the I, the piece that we talk about here is his global vision, right, that all people can share, and I'm going to quote him here, and that all people can share in the wealth of, of the earth, right, that in our beloved community, we know that we work towards poverty, the elimination of poverty and hunger, homelessness. Um, and that we will create, you know, and live up to standards of human decency. So um, at the University of Utah, our commitment to an inclusive community is um, one that has to be built on an all-inclusive spirit um, of who we can become. Well, very well said there, Marianne, for sure. Appreciate what you're doing at the University of Utah, but particularly here at the Hinckley Institute of Politics. We have students coming in asking this very question and uh, and trying to follow closely as well. You've done a great job describing it today, great events, and uh, we, we look forward to uh, to hearing how these events go in the in the coming uh, days. So thank you very well, much, Dr. Villarreal. Well, I look forward to seeing you and all of your listeners on uh, Monday. Uh, You can go to diversity.utah.edu and learn more about what we're doing. Outstanding. Thank you for that plug, and we'll do that as well. And Morgan, great day today. It was great. I learned so much. It was so interesting. It was. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. Broad range of issues, all of them important, all of them worth talking about. Makes you think again, as Boyd Matheson would say. He does love to say that. Thank you for being with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor... You'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.